Hey there, Cam here from Training Talk. Welcome to this week's episode of the Endurance Coaching Business Podcast. Uh, here at Training Talk, we help running triathlon endurance coaches not just get better results for their clients, but also better their results through their business. So part of that is creating content to help coaches with marketing, productivity, uh, and business-related stuff. So there's heaps of content out on, on the web and podcasts and stuff. Uh, about business, but not a lot specifically rated to, um, related to endurance sports businesses, which has its nuances. So that's the goal here with this uh, podcast or the video if you're listening to it, and you can also read uh, the blog. So this week, um, just going to share a bit of a personal experience. So uh, I was on a, a business coach, um, so on a group coaching call, and one of the other entrepreneurs on the call um, brought up a problem he was having where uh, he was getting clients on board. Uh, they were paying in advance to use, in his, use his app um, and then they were due to start with the app and they just weren't getting started. So then he would get, a call, get on a call with them and see what was going on and they would still be very excited uh, and then they would still not get started. So one of the coaches jumped in and he just said, take, 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 quit. And I was like, oh, what's that about? And then he elaborated and said, sometimes when you get the experience where your clients are taking, taking, taking information, wanting a lot of your help, but don't take action themselves, and then they finally quit. And one of the reasons that could happen is because you may have been attracting the wrong customer for your business. And of course, it could be that your services aren't um, up to standard. Uh, but in many cases, it's just that there's a mismatch between the client and the business. So this can happen a lot in um, coaching. And you may have experienced this yourself when you're coaching as well, where you've had someone sign up and pay, you've had a kickoff call, talk them through a few through a few things, they've gotten excited, uh, it sounds like they're really wanting to get started, and then you prescribe their training and they either don't get started, or they do maybe slightly different training than you've prescribed for some reason. So you might get on a call with them and they still seem fine, they want Bunch, bunch of extra help. They want more help around um, nutrition or the latest training principles. And then um, the problem just doesn't go away. And then potentially they just, uh, after a little while, decide that they don't want coach anymore. So they quit. So they take, 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 and then they, and then they quit. So um, I've got another blog that I wrote actually. It was a bit tongue-in-cheek uh, about the types of... Um, customers to avoid in an endurance coaching business. Uh, I'll link that into the show notes if you're listening to the podcast and in the description if you're listening to the video. But in that post, I never really discussed how to actually avoid attracting these types of customers. I just said you should avoid these types of customers. But let's dig into the problems or the potential reasons why you might be attracting the wrong type of customers into your endurance coaching business. So one is mismatched, mismatched expectations. So this can happen if you're 
marketing messages. So the copy on your website, your social posts, um, your advertising, if it doesn't clearly define what your principles are, the type of athletes you coach, what the, what the goals are that the type of athletes you coach should be. Um, so that can end up getting, that can end up with you getting cli- attracting clients and then getting them on board who have unrealistic expectations or, or needs that you can't fulfill. Now, like an, uh, an example that seems really obvious is that if you're a coach and you focus on training long distance running, so marathon training, um, but you attract a customer who's really focused on improving their 5k time. And you might think, oh, no, they wouldn't, they wouldn't be looking to coach by someone who's a marathon coach. But when you're in your own business, it's actually really hard to see the forest from the trees. Things seem really obvious to you that are completely unobvious to the outside world, to customers looking in. So to, to sort of get around this, take a look at your marketing materials, take a look at your website, Think about the content that you post and is it really specific to the type of customer that you can get the best results for and what you're focused on. The next one is an effective qualifying process or no qualifying process at all. So sometimes you might, if if you don't have a proper qualifying process in place, you can get clients on board that don't meet the requirements or the um, maybe the level of training that they should be at for you to be able to get success for them. So, for example, if you are a triathlon coach and you coach people training for Ironman, um, you may not necessarily want clients coming on board who are beginners who can't swim the length of the pool yet. So you might not have the expertise or the desire to teach someone how to swim. So um, basically, if you're if you're creating Ironman training programs that requires a an ability of swimming, so you prescribe like their first training might you know training session in the pool might be to swim two kilometers, but they can't even swim a lap. So again, this seems really obvious, but I think you'd be surprised by how many of these clients sneak in if you don't have a proper qualifying process. So that's a really obvious one, but there'll be a bunch of stuff that doesn't that doesn't quite meet as well. Like yeah, another example is like, do they have um, uh, bike skill, enough bike skills to actually spend a few hours riding on the road? Uh, just another example. So as a coach, you should really be walking your potential clients through some sort of intake process, starting with a qualifying process. Um, you can do it in conversations, but it's actually much better to have like a formalized application form where you ask them all the questions that might reveal to you that they might not actually be ready uh, or uh, and they might not be the appropriate type of customer at, at this time um, for the services that you provide. So setting up an application form. So if you're a training tool coach, you can actually create an application form within within the platform. And before you bring clients on board, they can they can fill that out and then it'll be logged in the system against their contact information. And then if they do actually become a client, then it'll be linked to their client account. So you can always see their application form. And then also it's good to have an intake form as well. 
so application form to make sure that they qualify. Um, and this isn't like, are they good enough? This is like, do they match what your um, products and services are? Um, so it's just to figure out whether they match, not whether they're, they're, they're good enough. And then the intake form is more information, just a bunch of stuff that you should know about them, they should know about you um, to actually get started in the training. So that should really help. The next one, undefined ideal customer. So if within your coaching business, you haven't defined what your ideal customer is. So you can call that an ICP or an ideal customer profile, or that can also be referred to as an avatar. So that's a really significant and important step in, in marketing that most coaches don't spend much time on. So creating that avatar and using it to shape your marketing. So first you define who your ideal customer is, and then you use that to shape your marketing and service offerings. So everything will be, all of your copywriting, all of your content will be focused around attracting that specific type of customer what their problems are, what their goals are, what their current abilities are, all of that sort of thing. So by focusing on attracting the right athletes, you know, as a running or endurance coach, you'd be way more likely to build a successful business and have, have clients who are committed to the coaching process. The last one, and probably I see most commonly is poor pricing. So, most coaches are surprised to hear how pricing affects the perception of the quality of a coaching business's service. So from what I've seen from coaches, typically coaches underprice and that doesn't always attract the right type of customer. So when you underprice your service, you're attracting people who are primarily driven by cost rather than value and expertise. So when this happens, these clients are not fully committed to the coaching process and they'll expect more for less. And this just leads to dissatisfaction and the a strained coach-client relationship. So for example, if you're a triathlon coach and you're offering personalized coaching, and it's significantly lower price than your competitors, maybe competitors in the same area, then you'll attract the group of clients out there that don't value a coach's expertise or time. So it's not just about what they can afford, it's about what they value. So those athletes are almost always less committed to their goals because they just haven't made the the investment uh, in your coaching services or in the investment in, in, in themselves. So good clients consider your pricing as an investment. Not so good clients consider your pricing as a cost. So just bear that in mind. So do some research, see what your competitors are pricing at and put yourself at a level that makes, um, that validates your expertise in your experience and the value that you can give uh, your clients. Overpricing your services, I mean, to be honest, I don't really see this um, with coaches. Um, but uh, I guess it can happen. 
but I wouldn't, so I wouldn't necessarily suggest you reduce your prices if this is a problem. Anyway, the problem with overpricing, if you are overpricing, is that just some unrealistic expect, expectations that clients will expect to get out of your coaching services if it's over overpriced. So you don't want that. But again, I don't see this that often. So one way to get around this is to have tiered pricing. So start at a high point where you offer a bunch of services, you know, higher touch, more calls, more emails, more regular feedback, and then and maybe at a lower tier with not as much commitment of your time at a, at a lower price point. And, and not only will this allow different types of clients around affordability to choose a different level, it'll allow you to maximize the overall revenue you can get from different types of clients in terms of their, their budget and their expectations. And you can save some time when you have a lower uh, price point. But again, you gotta be careful not to underprice the lower price point based on, on what you're offering. So key points, attracting the right customers is absolutely essential for the growth of any business, including a running triathlon endurance coaching business. So you need to focus on clear communication. That's the first thing that sets appropriate expectations. You want to refine a qualifying process. You need to understand your ideal customer and then implement well-informed pricing strategies. So if you do that, you'll build a strong, you'll build strong lasting relationships with all of your clients and your clients will be committed as committed to the coaching process as you are. So the important thing to remember is not all clients can be coached by all coaches and that's okay. The key for you as a coach is to be intentional about the types of clients you want to attract to your business who resonate with your individual coaching style, your values and your expertise. So as you refine your marketing and customer acquisition strategies, then you'll end up creating like a much more thriving business with better clients and all of your client relationships will be win-win. So I'll end with that. So thanks again for watching and listening and I'll catch you again next week.